This is Don't Panic, episode number 10, recorded August 20th, 2013, on Windows 8, Metro Apps, and the future of touch. And good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. It's that time again. <laughs> That's right, Don't Panic on Gadgets, the Internet, and You, the ultimate podcast where we don't just talk about topics in technology, but we make sure you, we go the extra mile, make sure you understand, comprehend, and learn something. Uh, and that's certainly what we hope to do with you today. I'm Sean Jennings. Uh, I'm Colby. That sounds like a lot of work. I'm Dan, but I'm totally up to the task. And oh I'm Sean, as I said, and, and that's, well, that's what I like to see. We're an excited group of folks, uh, and we have got a real humdinger of a show today, um, to, to use a phrase no one ever does. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll do a, our usual bit of housekeeping and remind everyone out there listening uh, that our website is don'tpanic.io. Uh, that is our home base for all of our recorded shows. You can get them in audio and video formats. Uh, after the fact, and you can always f- watch live online uh, to the streaming version. That is Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific uh, at don'tpanic.io slash live.html. And uh, Colby, what's our what's our big announcement this week? We we have we added a new thing to promote. Oh yeah, we have a Facebook page. Um, Whoa, which is very unusual. I know. I know. Um, it's but this new yeah. thing. I don't know if you've heard of it, but the Facebook. The kids are doing it these days, so we might as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so now we're doing it too, which is cool. So if you want to like our Facebook page, which you totally should, um, you can find us at Facebook um, slash Don't Panic. That's Facebook. Uh, you you. What? We lost a chunk of that. Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. I know, it's a bad habit. Um, And definitely be sure to like us there because that is the best way to get the feed of when new shows are posted because we aren't consistent with that yet. Uh, And also when we're going live with the show. So definitely a good place to check us out. Uh, Let's move on to this week's show. As usual, we like to have our hot topic. Uh, And this week there is almost no topic hotter in technology today with a love-hate relationship that is Windows Now, a couple weeks back, we did an episode on Windows 8. We talked about Windows 8.1, some of the promises. The main problem was that none of us had really used Windows 8, Uh, which I wouldn't recommend doing a show about a thing you don't know that much about. Uh, (laughs) We informed. I'll give us that. But we figured we'd revisit the topic because we all have more experience in using Windows 8 and actually have some hard and actually rather interesting opinions uh, on what's happening with Windows 8. So if yeah. you guys are ready to jump in... Full disclosure, only two-thirds of us have more experience with Windows 8 than we did last time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like, inadvertent, like just so happened to need to test some stuff on Windows 8 today at work. Um, and, oh, and the good news is that it turns out you can virtualize two, not one, but two Windows 8 machines on a MacBook Air at the same time. That means you can, you can control both mice by putting two fingers on the touchpad and testing twice as fast, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Which is crazy. Dan, one of these days we're going to have a Linux show, and you're just going to be in <laughs> We'll talk all about upstart versus init scripts, and I'll be in my element. And I'll be asleep. <laughs> uh, but with that... Um, I, have, I, I have a question. How do you yes. say... You know that word for things in Linux where they're, like, running, um, and it's, like, daemon. Yeah, is that how you say it? Daemon, yeah. Because some people say daemon. 
I think it can go either way. I think it's Damon. All right. Anyways, I digress. Windows Uh, 8. Yes, the very first thing I wanted to talk about was I I had previously used Windows 8 on my old laptop, which was a standard four-year-old Dell computer uh, that had been driven into the ground, but it wasn't touchscreen. It wasn't anything fancy. It had a tiny little trackpad, um, and it sucked, and I used it for about a week, and I got back. Now, this past week, and we're going to try to not give everyone motion sickness, but... Uh, I got this beautiful Acer Aspire V5 laptop, which I highly recommend. Uh, and the best thing, it's pre-installed with Windows 8, but it is touch screen, so I can click and tap with all kinds of finger, fingery goodness. Um, and all of a sudden, all this stuff I just hated and despised about Windows 8 all of a sudden went away as soon as my finger became active. The second I could reach out and touch Windows 8, it was like an epiphany. My mind just went to another place. Because all of a sudden, all the stuff that had just confused the hell out of me about Windows 8 clicked. It just made sense the second you could reach out and touch it. And I didn't <laughs> And I didn't know if you guys had any thoughts on I know Dan you you had some thoughts on this whole touch movement um and the future of tablets versus desktops and where we see touch going. Yeah. Um but it was really interesting to me that Windows 8 is a touch operating system. I don't care how much desktop you include, I don't care how much mouse actions are in there. It just it makes a million more degrees of sense once you start touching. Um, is that is that where we're going? I think so. I I heard I forget who it was. Someone the other day told me that they only use their phone. That they like their laptop died, and they're like, whatever. All I need is my phone, which is true. So I think there are a whole class of things that, if they aren't permanently out of reach for someone who has a touch device, they are now like. A lot of content creation stuff, like you're not going to type your 10-page research paper with your fingers on a tablet right now. Uh, Maybe we'll get better at that in the future. But for, like, everyday people, it's way better, and it sucks less. And, you know, I I do, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. My own, okay, so that's, I think that's enough for now. I could go on. (laughs) <laughs> Forever. That's the reason I like touch. And I think it makes yeah. sense for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's nice for some stuff. It's like, it's easy to, it's, it makes it easier to forget there's like a screen in the way. And I think it you end up with more engaging content and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think is, engagement is the big thing. And for me, it yeah. almost seems psychological. And the fact that a trackpad just doesn't have the same effect actually physically putting your finger into it and and watching as something happens when your finger connects to it. Um, it really is sort of a, a real sort of, I want to say adrenaline pumping experience because that's way too much. But you get the idea. It does give you that little bit of extra satisfaction that I have a huge, beautiful trackpad. I've got a keyboard. And even when it's more convenient for me to use the trackpad, I still find myself reaching out and trying and touching the screen. And the worst thing is, I've been having to use, and this is the flip side, is using Windows 8 on a non-touch machine 
the last couple days, and there must have been a, a hundred different times I have reached out, touched the screen, looked like an idiot when nothing happened. A hundred? Uh, it, it happens all the time now that I'm used to a touch because those big square tiles just beg to be tapped and not clicked. And it's amazing to me when I use a non-touch Windows 8 device, it sucks so hard. <laughs> like, like when 8.1 comes out and boot to desktop comes out, that should just be on by default if you don't have a touch screen because you should just never use... There's almost zero advantage to the Metro interface if you're not using touch. It's, a, it's insane. The search stuff is nice on the Metro interface. It is, but... But it's hard to get to, also. Well, and that's the problem with this interface, and I know a lot of crap's been all around about charms and about all this stuff. Again, it did not make sense to me when I was using a mouse and keyboard. Because it's like, drag your mouse to the bottom right corner, hold it there, wait for this thing to pop up, then click and drag... But when you do it with your finger, and I'm going to try to... not blow up my computer, but if I... Sh ignore that... Whoa. <laughs> but can you guys see that? Yeah. What's what's really great is I'm you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm reaching out to the right side and I swipe out, and it's a very natural movement. I can swipe in from the bottom and the top. I can even swipe between apps just by going here on the side. Mail, you see, and it's just so comfortable to sit and use. Um I'm gonna turn yeah. that off before people get a headache, but um, it, it's just, it, you, you'll never be able to explain to somebody. It's sort of like, I, I remember back to when the iPad first came out, people said, well, it's a big phone. Like, why should I care? And then you got into the store. Apple's absolutely, unequivocally the best at this. Not understanding necessarily why you need something until you get to the store and you hold it and you touch it and you use it, and then it clicks in your head. And for me, that's the Windows 8 experience. Cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. Um, I just, so I, I will admit freely that most of my experience of Windows 8 uh, has been with a mouse on a desktop. Uh, and and it's, it's pretty, pretty... Uh, Confusing, I think. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like fine if you don't want to do anything or switch between apps. But once once you want to, it gets very strange. Um, but I don't know. So maybe maybe you can comment on this. Like we we were with a guy at one point who does like reviews of things. So he had like one of the ta the tablets, like, even... It, it was, like... I don't know if it was just a tablet, but we it, for, for the sake... for the sake of what we were discussing, it was... Um, we were just using the touchscreen and not using a keyboard and a mouse at all. Um, and there were, like... I, f I wish I could remember what, he, what exactly he wanted us to do, but Dan, between the two of us, Dan and I could not find it. Oh, we like, were trying to shut it off. Yes, yes, that's what it was. We could not figure out how to turn off the machine. 
Well, that, you know, it's really funny you mentioned that because in the list of 200 things in 8.1, they say these are the big new features. Believe it or not, yeah. one of is them is making it easier. Um, yes. It's actually surprisingly not super difficult. Uh, all you do, and well, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you swipe in on your charms, you click settings, and then there's a little power button down in the corner, and there you can select restart, shut down, and sleep. Yeah, but like, how do you how how do you know to swipe into the settings thing? Well, like, see, I, how do you get there if you don't have a finger? I well, to do that, you can actually <laughs> use the mouse and you bring it down to one of the to the right hand. I don't know if my right top or bottom of corners with the mouse. I know it's not, and this is one of the big <laughs> problems is that there's no tutorial when you set up eight yeah. Windows eight. There's no step by step. Even Max make you do a walkthrough and a quiz to figure out how to scroll in reverse. But a completely <laughs> new Windows 8 craziness, and there's no tutorial. There's no step-by-step. -step. There's not even, like, one you can go and find in the help section. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, should I Microsoft's argument, going back to the shutdown thing real quick, be that you shouldn't have to shut down, and they don't want you to shut down? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's. I mean, a good that feels like something I tell people all the time. Like people who turn off their MacBooks, especially with the new power nap thing, where it like goes into deep sleep mode after a certain amount of time. There's like no reason to turn off your MacBook unless you're like traveling long distances. But people yeah. do it all the time, and it, you know, it's just it could be so much better. Their lives could be so much better. I so agree. maybe that's Microsoft dictating by fiat. Do not turn off your device unless you really know what you're doing. That's yeah, cool. I mean, I agree. I just that'll think be better. This is an, one of those easy things to point out as here's the problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't even find the power button, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's one of the, it's a real practical I guess, problem. No, but I think, so, I think, like, maybe, I don't know. I think it's it's, like, lacking some sort of, if not tutorial, but like maybe just little hints about what's going on. Like maybe once when you're first in there, like the, the bar like jumps out a little at you until you like mouse over it or something. Um, just to to pique your curiosity, so you know like what the heck's going on. I would compare if if I have to use an analogy, which got or a metaphor, I'm not sure which, but which I love using. Um, I would compare Windows 8 to imagine, if you will. You're walking across a long desert. It's hot. You're dehydrated. You're thirsty. And you walk up to the edge of a cliff, and there's the Grand Canyon. On the other side of the canyon is an oasis and a beautiful resort and half-naked women. It's wonderful. It's magic. All you have to do is get over the Grand Canyon. Once you're over, you're golden. You're good to go. You're in heaven. But the problem is getting over that canyon. That is what Windows 8 is like. Interesting. If you can get, if you can click and figure out how these things work, once you get it, it's very natural. The problem is you will not intuitively figure it out on your own. And that's why in 8.1 yeah. it is going to come with a tutorial. Oh, nice. cool. Nice. Which, I don't, I don't, which is smart. So I've only used, I've used like their, their prepackaged like dev VM, like, like browser testing VMs for 8.1, so I, I assume they skip over the tutorial part. So perhaps, perhaps I missed that. But yeah, I as far yeah. as I know, it's a rumored and it's been spotted in the builds, but it's not implemented in the builds yet. 
Oh, I see. I see. So it's is believed it, is there to a be time frame. A time frame for eight point one. Absolutely. Uh, the rumor is it's going to be released to manufacturers sometime this or next week, and that it will be released widely to consumers, both as a download in retail and to enterprise customers, sometime mid-October. October 21st is the peg-in date, uh, but that's not confirmed, but definitely October. And that will be a free download through the uh, Windows App Store on your Windows 8 machine. Cool. Um, yeah. So, nice. um, but the problem with problem with Windows 8 is, um, and this is something I prayed to God I would never ever say. Um, I hate the desktop. I hate it. I I mm-hmm. I, I hate the desktop. Oh, that's fair. Oh. I never I never want to use it again. What was that, Colby? Um. Apparently- you're, you're, we're losing you, Colby. I said apparently there is a tutorial. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it. Did you see it, Sean? I didn't see it when I set mine up. That was very interesting. Uh, but I'm glad to see someone was having uh, someone saw it. So there is one floating around in there. It's just not easy to get to. That is uh, that is helpful. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I want to I want to live in the metro world that Windows is promising me, but has not delivered on. Cool, or at least not completely. Um, what do you think about the the computer? Like, what's it like using a laptop with a screen that you can touch? Like, is it weird? Um, no, it's the most natural thing I've ever done in computing. I I really? swear it it was. I thought to myself. I get it, it's Windows 8, they all have touch screens now, but it's got a nice, I'll use the track, I never use the trackpad. I never, I barely use the keyboard, not that I use the on-screen one, I just don't type that much. But it's, it's just so weird, and of course we're accustomed to this through iPads and iPhones, and, you know, we're used to touch by now, but it's really just, it's so weirdly natural that, to just physically do something with your hands, that's what they were designed to do. And, honestly, if I so wish the hardware had been just a little bit better, because I absolutely would have gotten some kind of pull-apart tablet, flip-around, convert I wasn't happy with any of the current mm-hmm. hardware. Uh, it's expected new surfaces with Haswell are coming out in October, and I, I wish I had... I could have waited, because that would have... I, I definitely would have considered it. Because um, I, I kind of do want to pull it off, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. They do have those cool keyboards. Did you know those keyboards don't like click though? Like I went to the Windows Store the other day, and they're just you went like to the Windows Store the other day. Yeah, I went to a Windows Store. Actually, actually, no it, one says ever. But go on. <laughs> it, was, it was actually <laughs> like sorry. Um, and it was it was actually it was more than two weeks ago. I've been here a while. It was while I was still on the East Coast, but like I they. The, the buttons, like, stick out like you can press them, but, like, they don't press down. They're just things that you tap on. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, well, there's, still there's, cool, the, two, there's like... the two types. Oh, so there's really? The one that you just kind of touch and it does it, and then there's yeah. a little thicker one that actually clacks, that oh, has yeah. physical movement, I but must, that's I must have expensive. only used the, used the less, less touchy one, but that's, I don't know. It was actually really funny. Last weekend, Dan, I was in your old stop, around your old stop. I was went to the Danbury Mall, um, oh, yeah. 
to go to the Windows <laughs> Store there. Is is Danbury named after you? In fact, it is. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. And it it was really funny because I don't know them all, so I kind of walked the whole thing. And I walk by, because I want to go in and try this computer and physically hold it, because that was the only place that, that's where I bought it from. And actually, I do want to talk about that in a minute. But, so I walk by the Windows store, and there's maybe 10 customers kind of milling about, looking at the surfaces and the, uh, you know, the Windows Lumias and whatever. And then I walk, you know, 20 paces, and there's an Apple store, and it's just like, when you try and cram as many people into a phone booth as you can... That was the Apple store. People couldn't move in there. It was shocking. So I look back at the Windows store, and it's like there's there's more employees than there are customers. And I look at the Apple store, and I'm like, that's not good. That is a problem. But I actually am very happy that I bought my computer through the Microsoft store, because despite the fact they have terrible over-the-phone customer service, um, all their computers come without all the crapware on it. Oh, that's awesome. That's the Microsoft Signature program that they've been running for a couple of years, so it's pretty competitive prices. That's cool. And uh, and there's an extra level of support that I get for free that I can bring it into the store, so um, I like that purchase decision. Nice. Did, wait, so you got it at the, at the Microsoft store? I had to order it online. Got... They didn't have one in stock. Oh, okay. But I bought it through the Microsoft store website. That's cool. Okay. And I got so Office 365. Oh, okay. Real quick, does the Microsoft Store have like, is it just a store, or is it like, is it more like an Apple Store, and that there is like on-site support and things like that? There's limited on-site support, so it's obviously software and a little bit of hardware. But they send, I think, I'm under the impression they send more stuff out than Apple would. Um, but there, you know, but there is on-site support, and there's, uh, you know, it's not just uh, Windows. It's Xbox, and it's Windows Phone, and it's uh, all the different products they sell. All right. So, how was the Xbox part of the uh, the uh, Windows story? Um, I didn't check it out too long. It was actually one of the more popular areas. Um, That's what I would imagine. Yeah. Because they had an Xbox One behind. What looked like so much bulletproof glass, it was insane. Whoa, really? Um, yeah, I couldn't get close enough to get a good look. It looked like an Xbox <laughs> One, but it was like, wasn't plugged in. It was just, it was probably an empty shell, really. It was really just there for the looks, but people were like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black box. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. Um, but no, a lot of people were playing with the Kinect, and but you know that's people are really waiting for the Xbox One. I would have liked to have had one to play with, um, but that's they don't have that yet. Soon, I yeah, I want to try out the new Kinect. I'm excited for that. Um, it's supposed to be a lot better than the old one. So sweet. Now the um, there were two other things I wanted to talk about with Windows 8, and one is and again another one of those things I'm just embarrassed to admit. I shouldn't say in public, and at some point in the future, someone's going to play back this tape, and I'm going to regret it. I really like Internet Explorer, and I'm considering using it as my primary browser. Um, so, <laughs> I will say... Colby, you're on a whole blog post about this. No, <laughs> no, no. IE11 is supposed to be awesome, um, and apparently they've done a ton of... Like, it's, it's pretty freaking fast and they've done a ton of work with the developer tools and stuff. Um, so, you know, kudos for that. 
I'm still not going to use it because I have a Mac. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> uh, back, in, back in the IE 5.5 days, you could run uh, Internet Explorer on your Mac. I remember that. I used <laughs> That's that. That's true. That was scary. Um, Imagine if that ever happened. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't even know how to feel. Believe it or not, I was still using IE on Mac as late as 2009. What? Yeah, when I was editor-in-chief of my high school's newspaper, we were transitioning to new Macs, but we were still using one of the colored, bulbous iMacs. Yeah. Running I running IE. That thing was a piece nice. of crap. Nice, 5.5. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was scary. That must have been like a whole other internet for you then. Oh, it was like... cr- nothing was right. It was like a time machine. You had the, the puck mouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh my the god. The best design mouse ever. I mean, it's so ergonomic. My hand is clearly perfect for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's fascinating all the things Apple can do so well, and and then like mice, they just repeatedly fail, and fail, and fail. <laughs> I like this mouse. It's okay. No, it's not. It's okay. bad. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> We're moving to touch. We're moving to touch. No more mice. It's bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. But the but um, the. But the reason I so love Internet Explorer is not because Internet Explorer is necessarily better. It's because Chrome and Firefox have done absolutely zero touch optimization. They just don't work with a touch screen. Yeah, I can see that. It's so bad. And then and then you go over to Internet Explorer, which I'm going to try and share without blowing up the computer. Come on. There we go. So when I go into Internet Explorer, it's, I hope it doesn't open up my Facebook page. You see, it's got a very, uh, it's very much full screen, and it's very designed to be used. Damn, it's got the look big at that website. Holy it's classic. crap. Yeah. And, you know, you, sw- you swipe down to see your tabs, and you can add one. You can, here I swiped up, and you can, what's great is you can pin to the start menu. So, for example, I have Facebook and YouTube, because Facebook doesn't have an app yet, which I'm waiting for and I'm excited for. Uh, so I have that pinned. Um, I have Gmail pinned because there's no Google Gmail app. Um, but that's really the best. Uh, that's really why it's so great is because it's. Yeah. That's that's really the hurdle that these sort of, and that's why I hate the desktop is because it just is really ineffective with touch. Yeah, that's fair. But like, so if you were trying to do work on Windows 8, like. Like I was trying to do today, you would like the desktop and hate the metro. That's the yeah, and, or, and not hate it, but like it would be in the way. And it's nice having the option, but if I really wanted to use the desktop, I would get a ma- a hard you know mouse and like probably a hard legitimate typer keyboard. Um, a mechanical keyboard, even. That's a typer keyboard, Dan. You know what I meant. You knew it. But I would definitely, um, you know, have a complete desk setup, but 95% of what I do isn't that. I mean, it's just, it's really satisfying to have my hand on the screen and with my thumb flick through an article and click the next button to go to the next page, you know? It's it's just the little things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I just want to have the internet. Like, I just want it to be in my brain. Like, Honestly, if direct feed. If the Chromebook Pixel wasn't a gajillion dollars and they had a really reasonable price, touch 
touchscreen Chromebook, I would be yeah. hugely interested. It is a gajillion dollars. And it were touch optimized. That would be the other thing. Mm, fair enough. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll get one of those. I I would like to I would like to see you try it out because I've heard only good things other than the fact it costs eighty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. My only other because I had a list of things I wanted to yell about Windows eight and the only other one is the fact that I want to live in Metro, but I can't. We already had, like, a whole episode about this. Like, um, Office isn't Metro, right? Office doesn't bother me, because actually, because you can turn on touch mode, and it has pretty big touchable icons in the desktop. That's not the problem. The problem is there are no apps. Uh, the app, You know, and I know... You'll say, oh, Windows Phone has no apps. No, I believe they actually have apps. I look in the Microsoft Store, and there's so many things that are just, like Facebook being a good example. Google has no apps. You know, they have beautiful Gmail apps on the phones and on the tablets, even on iOS. Nothing. Um, And the built-in ones are nice, but it's not enough, and I need more apps, and they just don't exist. And it makes it so difficult when you're using this non-touch optimized versions of apps um, that it just you, you I want it people please build Metro <laughs> apps like I know you're thinking no one wants to use Windows 8 but when you have a Metro app people will want to use it I'm speaking to you the developer <laughs> do it I've spent at least 20 to 25 dollars on apps in the week I've owned this computer like I am really? willing to buy good apps but are you the only one I, I would hope not. I mean, what's really great when you do, and I'm going to flip back to my home screen. I, I bought this. This is Next Gen Reader, which is an a RSS reader that connects with Feedly. And it's very uh, much iPad-like, where you have the column with uh, your stories, and then I can open a story. I'm going to look for one that's not embarrassing. Uh, and it opens here in the side, and I can click, and then it'll load the web page in this little side window. I mean, it's so well optimized for touch that I never want to go to the Feedly website again. I just want to use this. But I can't just use Metro because there are just are a, such a shortage of apps. They don't exist, and it sucks. But do you, but you think developers are, are, I mean, how long until they get on board, if ever? I, if I were thinking about this, I would have to have a really good use case because I, I feel like there aren't a whole lot of low-end Windows 8 machines. So at that point, you can eat the overhead of just doing a web app and call it a day. Yeah. That works less well on a phone and some tablets. Because like ARM and, you know, low-powered for battery, but like Windows 8 laptop is not wanting that's, for power. It has Haswell, you know, so... That's true. And, I mean, like, given the, like... I guess it, from that perspective, you also... Like, it's a laptop, and it also has a reasonably compliant browser, so you can <laughs> probably do a fair amount of cool stuff um, that you can't do with the normal, the normal desktop web when you're accounting for the rest of the IEs. Yeah, yep. That's what I would do. Fair enough. I would have to have a pretty good reason. 
So it would take something big to sort of convince you, maybe maybe a, a spike in adoption, a spike in ARM, Windows RT ARM devices, which only run Metro yeah. apps. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, that's, like, mm-hmm. and the other thing is, I think, I don't know. I it's I'm my opinion is colored because I don't know how to I don't know like .NET like so it could be really easy and awesome I have a feeling it is but I just don't know it so like yeah that's why I would write a web app first fair enough um, Sean I have a, I have a question okay what's what's your how's you said you have Office three sixty five right how is that I do. What I did is, um, along with my computer, I purchased Office 365 University because I still have a, a .edu email address. That's all you need. And you get four years of the subscription of Office, which is normally $100, $120 a year. You get four years for $80, which is a crazy good deal, and you get X number of gigabytes in SkyDrive. I don't know. You get 60 minutes a month of Skype calling credit. Um, wow. If you really w- want me to tell you how it is, it's no different from Office 2013 if you've ever used it. Um, I-, I was part of the preview for 2013, so I had been using it for a while, and Office 2013 is, in my opinion, miles above 2010 and is definitely yeah. a good upgrade. Uh, but as far as the advantage, I'm not a SkyDrive user, so I'm a Dropbox guy, so it would really... And maybe it's on my to-do list is once the semester starts to figure out putting some documents in SkyDrive and do that. I also have, which is awesome, you know, it also, you know, everyone's kind of waiting for Office to release their um, apps on tablets, which they haven't done. There are currently Office apps for um, iPhones and uh, Android phones, but not for tablets. Uh, I don't have any real documents, so I'm going to give you the fake ones that it comes with. But it's really, the mobile apps are mostly just viewers and for light editing. Um, There really isn't a lot to get done. I can't, you know, so you can do loose typing. Um, Get the door! It's Domino's. Uh, I'll be back. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. I'm going to continue to talk through Colby. Uh, So, no, I haven't really seen the... And I don't use the web apps because if I'm on my laptop, I'm Word, and every computer I ever use has Word built in. Um, So I haven't really gotten a full use out of it, but in my opinion, $80 for four years of all the latest versions of Office is a pretty compelling deal. Um, And it's really great for families. I think it's genius. If you are a, a parent, or even if you want to split the subscription with friends... Uh, you do all have to share. Apologies. You do all. Ha- <laughs> you do have to share a Microsoft account, but you get five downloads, PC or Mac, with your subscription. So it's a really good deal if you split it. So that's that's I think the other really good use case for it. But um, Wait, I just is love. There, is there a new Mac Office? There's going to be eventually. <laughs> but it will be included with the subscription. So, again, that's the advantage of having the subscription is you get the latest everything. So if you're a subscriber, yeah. you'll get it. Um, so I'm, I love the subscription model. I want to see more software move to this. I would love to pay for Photoshop, but I'm not going to because they don't make it affordable for the average person. Um, that's certainly true. 
you know, and, and if Office, when I buy a new computer, I don't want to plunk down two or three hundred dollars. I realize in the long term I may end up spending more, but I'm also getting the newest version. I'm getting all the apps and all the web stuff, and I'm getting Scott, you know, it's, and now actually they were running a deal, and I don't know if they're still running it, but if you bought a year of Office, you would get a year of Xbox Live Gold for free included. Oh. I mean, think of the value there. I mean, that's what, $120 for the year. You're getting, well, how much is an Xbox subscription for you? That's like 60 or 70 bucks, right? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, you know, I see Microsoft in the future moving more towards a subscription model, and I would be happy to give them a fat check every year to cover all my Microsoft services. Um, and then I don't have to worry about it. Hmm. But that's, that's my thought. I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, software subscriptions. Uh, yeah. Antonio C. in the chat room asks if there's any thoughts on OpenOffice as opposed to Microsoft Office. Um, well, I, I, I'm, I can speak on it, um, but I'm sure you guys might have more to say. I'm, I, also, I have to remember that the chat room doesn't automatically scroll, so I apologize if I haven't seen people uh, oh. asking. You gotta get a real IRC client, man. Yeah, yeah like a true that, nerd. That must Come be on. it. I'm not. The one on the website isn't. We'll get WeChat installed. Is, is there a Metro IRC app? Uh, I, if there's any app, there's an IRC app. Like, that's, <laughs> that's probably true. Um. Wait. So, oh, OpenOffice versus Microsoft Office. Uh, I used OpenOffice many years ago, and I just found I am a hardcore Word guy, and I'm a hardcore Excel guy. I go hard in Excel, so I really need Office. And you know, if you're just doing a super generic Word document, OpenOffice is fine. But um, especially because someone you know, I guarantee, has a copy of Office you can borrow and use. So it's not like there's really that much cost involved. Not that I've ever pirate software. I would never do that. But yeah, you and know, if we're, if we're talking experience, totally. I mean, I. Can't imagine open. I, I could be. I'm. I'm speaking off the cuff, but I can't imagine off open office is like touch optimized either. No, so. <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Not that office is that much more, but it's <laughs> just. But open office is open source, so if you want to make it touch optimized, that's true. <laughs> but I, Fair but point. I see this subscription model sort of <laughs> in this idea of. Why would you pirate a song when you can pay Spotify every month? Why would you pirate movies if you can play Netflix every month? Why would I use a free alternative when that's not as good when I can pay Microsoft a reasonable fee every month? So that's yeah, it depends. I mean, the, like the the you know, it, it varies from business to business. But the thing with the subscription model for me is the price has to be right. Like the the like price to value to like. How much I care, like for Spotify, yeah, I'm down to pay ten bucks a month to listen to any song I want to listen to ever. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not gonna pay for Microsoft Office because I can't. Like, the next time I'm gonna use Microsoft Office is possibly never. Yeah, as a so, as a Mac user, it's not a particularly exciting opportunity. Oh, I just mean in general, just oh. like word processing or. I, actually, probably I'm probably more likely to use Excel than anything else. Or, I mean, slide decks, I guess. But I usually internet those anyways. <laughs> and I want to give a, a shout-out to Socket in the chat room. See, I'm paying attention to that. A, pivot tables are the shit. 
<laughs> I, re I rep for pivot tables. Um, and also that, yeah, that is another uh, big bonus you get is the SkyDrive integration um, that... Yeah. Uh, that, that no one else will do, and, it, and it, I will say, I've only used it sparingly, but from what I've experienced and what I've heard, it's actually a really smooth experience, uh, writing to, saving from SkyDrive. Yeah, so. that's cool. I, like, I'm really not, I'm not entirely satisfied with, like, any of the cloud file storage options I have available to me. <laughs> um... What about so, your DIY BitTorrent Dropbox thing, Coley? Whatever happened to that? I actually still have it. I, I should use that more because, like, it's just there, like, chilling. I just never, like... You know what it is? They don't, they don't have an iPad app. I mean, an iPhone app yet. Not that I don't... Not that I use the iPhone Dropbox particularly often, but, like, it's, it's really a convenience that, like, if I need to get at that stuff, I can get to it from my phone. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like that's that's the one thing holding me back, really. Otherwise, I would do it in a second. Okay. Well, uh, any final thoughts? Why don't we go down the line on uh, on Windows 8 and where we think it is today, where it's going tomorrow? Do we care? Do we not care, Colby? What uh, what are you thinking on Windows 8? Are you optimistic on Windows 8? Yeah, I think it could be cool. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like. So I was. I don't let. I just kind of offhandedly said, "Oh, I should get a Chromebook." But like, I maybe I, for my next like laptop, I might just get something else just for kicks. Because like, I still have the MacBook from work, so I'll never ha have to use something else if I don't want to. So it might be fun to try, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What about you, Jen? I I agree. I think it, it's come a long ways, uh, but I haven't really used it. I, I mean, so except that one time I tried to turn one off. <laughs> uh, that's, that's true. Sean, it's the ball's in your court now. Yeah, as the person who's used it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, you have to remember that Windows is still the dominant operating system by quite a mile, but that Windows 8 is only a very small fraction of it. Um, yeah. And so it's important that, that we discuss when, when a company like Microsoft makes such a huge change uh, from a somewhat consistent operating system and then going from 7 to 8 is quite a big jump that we really sit and think about how us more tech-savvy folks use it, but also how regular folks use it. And Windows 8 is scary when you look at it. I will be the first to admit, it is really intimidating. And it's really different from anything else out there. That's I loved my Zune. My Zune HD was awesome. And if they had kept it around, I would have gladly had it over an iPod. But it was scary, and people didn't get it. People like things that are easy and familiar, you know? iOS is great and all, but, you know, little square buttons you click on to launch an app, it's familiar and it's easy. There's no gestures or swiping or any kind of crazy stuff, or at least, you know, not so far in iOS. Um, I mean, there there is more in iOS 7, and there is more of that on the right. iPad. But, but, like, I mean, that's a... 
it's a power user thing. You know, it's it's a like you don't need to know it's there to get yourself where the you need problem to go. with gestures is they're not discoverable. Exactly. Like, yes, UI exactly. elements are like, oh, what's that do? I'm gonna press it, or I'm gonna click it, or I'm gonna try to drag it, or I'll I'll you know touch it. Yeah. But like, oh, four fingers to the left, and your app changes. Like, how the hell was I right. supposed to know that? Yeah, it, but I mean, at the same time, like, how the heck would how do how do you hint at that? I mean, that's that's tough. There, you know, it's one thing to hint at content being off screen, so maybe you know you drag it or or you know, obviously, buttons are those are pretty easy to hint at because um, that's like the canonical interface element. But like, how do you hint? How do you cue more clever things without explicitly saying that because like really a tutorial right you 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 get like one shot at a tutorial and if they don't remember or if they're not the one to do the tutorial when they set up the computer you're SOL so it's kind of it's it's tough it's a hard problem and like i think all our lives will be better once we once we have once we're comfortable with gestures but until well, until we figure out how to do it well and I will uh, say two quick things. One, stay tuned for my pick because it actually helps with a lot of the gestural issues. What? Uh, we got some dope software that I absolutely love. And the other thing is, um, before I got Windows 8, I highly recommend uh, go to Amazon and buy Paul Therott's book, which is Windows 8 Secrets. And it's a step-by-step walkthrough of Windows 8 and how it works. And it's very good and it's very helpful if you really want to learn all the little tips and tricks and all the things you're never going to figure out on your own. Um, so... It's going to get there, but the great thing, and why I'm really optimistic about Microsoft when no one is, uh, is that they are doing a lot of things right, and when you finally understand it, you understand it, and it makes sense, and gosh darn, I enjoy using it. I've That's never weird. sat at a Windows computer. It's so weird. And maybe because it's a new computer, and I'll give you more feedback in a couple weeks, and maybe because it's new and I love new things, but yeah. I've never sat with my mouse and keyboard at a Windows 7 <laughs> computer and said, wow, this is fun. <laughs> but like to going... be fair, you do historically have commitment issues when and it I comes do. to computers. And we're going to have to check the long-term process. I'll be the first to admit it. But... <laughs> It is just a really satisfying experience to reach out and touch, and it's sort of like when someone goes from a Mac to an iPad and they just kind of smile and light up a little bit because it is more fun. Maybe not as powerful, maybe not as user-friendly, but gosh darn it, you enjoy using it. As soon as the Metro App Store gets apps and as soon as desktop apps get more touch-optimized... I would consider this the perfect operating system. It's not there yet. 8.1 is going to do big things. I am super excited now that I've used it. I'm Captain Windows 8. <laughs> nice. Windows 8 was your idea. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm happy. What can I say? <laughs> nice. All right. So should we move on to our... Our, uh, our picks? Absolutely we should. Uh, and we have got some... I'm excited for the picks this week because uh, we've got a lot of good ones. So who, uh, who who's going to jump in the fire and volunteer to go first? I'll go first. Uh, whoa! All right, Dan, it's on fire. fire. Whoa! 
All right. So I pointed up the twenty bucks for uh, Tweetbot for Mac, uh, just because like Tweetbot's a great Twitter client. It has extra features, and you can sync like the messages, your direct messages actually sync, and things like that, uh, which is not true of the normal Twitter apps. You can just have it running on the top. Uh, you can look at your favorites, and you can search things, and you can store save searches, things like that. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, it is $20, but they have clients for the iPad and for the iPhone. No client for Windows Phone or Android. But it's really nicely designed. It has some really cool features. I guess on the mobile version, you can also change things. You can specify which browser the links open in, or you can even specify a mobilizer, which is a terrible idea, and I turned it off, but I guess I could see how you, it, like, if all you do is, like, click on, like, news articles, you can feed everything that you click on through, like, readability or Instapaper automatically and just get, like, the plain text, which is pretty nice, and it loads really fast, so that's cool. So my pick is Tweetbot for Mac. Uh, their URL is tapbots.com. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I am a huge fan of. Um, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my little green bar is enjoying for some reason. Um, no, I uh, I'm a big fan of third-party Twitter clients, and it really bums me out that Twitter is so anti-third-party client because there are so many great ones. Um, well. I don't think it's necessarily that they're anti, but it's they're they're pro like making money so Twitter can keep being a thing. I don't blame them, but I don't agree with them. But uh, but I'm so glad we could highlight uh, one of the many awesome uh, Twitter clients out there. And I know people love their tweetbots, so outstanding pick, uh, Colby. Let's uh, let's you know. It seems I'm starting to sense a theme here that every week you come up with a way for us to spend money. <laughs> Really? Why? What, what did I do last week? Well, because you've, you've done uh, money apps before. Oh, um, it's simple, right? I'm, oh, I'm... and then I had I had the check splitting thing. Yeah, so it's... it's... See, see, this is, like, all I've done since I've gotten to San Francisco is go out to eat. Like, that's all Spend I do. Spend money. Go out to eat and buy iPhone apps. That sounds about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> San Francisco. Any iPhone apps. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you tell us about uh, the the new way to give people money? What's uh, what's the new hotness? So let me let me screen share. God, uh, if this I can. So cool. I'm gonna go get more coffee. I'm not gonna trip over my lamp this time. Okay. I promise. Okay. Good luck. Good luck, Sean. So so basically, a lot of I actually started using this app last summer when I was out here, but a bunch of people out out here that I know use it. Um, and it kind of like it works like the PayPal app. You can send money to people. Uh, you know, if you go out to dinner together and you need to split the check, but you don't want to like totally screw over the waitress and make her give you copies of it. Um, you know, it's kind of cool. It works like that. It works as, in my experience, it works just as well as PayPal. Um, as far as the sending money is concerned, um, there's no there's no fees when you're when you're sending from a debit card or a checking account, um, and there is there is a fee if you're using a credit card. Uh, 
which is pretty standard. Um, but they also they have some like really nice like social integration like pay. So one thing that always gets me about using the PayPal app is that you end up like you always have to ask the per like so which email address is your PayPal account on, which is super annoying. Um, and it's not even like it's just really nerve wracking. Personally, I find it nerve wracking. Because I feel I feel like I'm gonna mess up one day and accidentally send like twenty dollars to some random person, and never get that back. <laughs> um, so this is cool because it, it pulls in all your like your Facebook friends, which for me is like everyone I know. Uh, so that's that's nice. And then like if you want to, you can turn on open graph sharing and it'll post to your timeline, which is I unnecessary. just gave Colby twenty bucks. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Exactly. But it, you can also, like, you can send a memo. You can tag your payments at a location. Um, you can charge people. You can say, you know, you owe me this much. Um, so it's super useful. It's a lot more fun than the PayPal app. Um, so give it a try. Cool. That is uh, Venmo. Am I saying that right? Yep. Venmo, so. uh, I love the fact that it's no fee and it uses, uh, it takes the money straight away because, uh, you know, when you use credit or PayPal, well, I know you can use credit, but when you use things like that, it's, uh, there's a delay and there's fees, so quick, quick and easy, which is uh, always mm. a plus, so uh, outstanding. Now, next week, I can't wait because you're going to, I guarantee you'll come up with some app where it's like I send my money to... God knows who. You just, just it's me. an app I wrote, and you just give me money. I don't, I don't charge you any fees. Send to Colby.com. Money. Uh, outstanding. All right. Well, uh, my picks this week are absolutely what I would determine to be the necessary, required apps for Windows 8. Because the thing about Windows 8, it does a lot of things right, as we've talked about, but it does a lot of things wrong. And there are a lot of apps out there that help improve it, but the best, simply the best, are made by a wonderful company called Stardock. Uh, they are found at stardock.com. Uh, let me pull up my screen share here. Uh, so this is Stardock. They make games, but they also make software. And what? No, I didn't mean to. What am I? Software. Here we go. So what's wonderful about the software, they make a lot of wonderful Windows software. And the two I've purchased and downloaded are called Start 8 and Modern Mix. So there's two of them, okay? Uh, starting with Start 8, what's one of the most annoying things about Windows 8? There's no Start menu. That's the right <laughs> answer, correct. Uh, now, 8.1 sort of fixes that, except it doesn't actually add a Start menu. It only adds a Start button that, when you tap, it brings you back to the Metro screen. It doesn't actually add a full menu, okay? Mm -hmm. But I need a full menu, okay? I need a convenient way to look at my list of apps, and I need a quick click to certain folder locations. I know I'm trying to be futuristic, but... Sometimes classic things are good. So download Start 8, install it, and you'll notice in the bottom left-hand corner of my screen there is the Windows 8 icon, and I tap it, <gasps> and the Start menu is back. It looks You can see this, right? Yeah. Outstanding. It looks exactly 
like uh, your classic Windows 7, and you can also tweak the design of it to look a little more Windows 8, but I like it classic. There's that big shutdown button we were looking for right there. Um, there's all your uh, apps. I can click all programs and look at all my apps. Uh, and there's quick clicks to your documents, your computer, control panel, device and printers. Um, that's all Start 8 does. It brings back the Start menu, but, you know, it's when we talk about taking that big leap when you go to 8, and this way softens the blow, and I don't... My goal going to Windows 8 was I didn't want to hold on to any of that old stuff, you know, people who ignore Metro and only use the desktop. I wanted to move on to Windows 8, but this is one of those things I don't feel bad using because I don't think it takes away from Windows 8, and I use it all the time. So Start 8 is an outstanding program. Now, the other program is called Modern Mix, also by Stardock. Um, another problem is when you're looking at Metro... Again, we talked about things aren't always clear. So let's say I open the Google app. Now, this is a Google search app. It's essentially a, a mini browser of sorts. Um, the thing about when you're running Metro apps and you want to close them, there's really no easy way. So what you can do is you can pull out an app with your finger. Uh, that's not going to work. I need one that's... So you can pull an app out with your finger and flick it down to close it. But it doesn't always work. It's very inconvenient to try and close an app. And what will happen is, as you can see in my dock here, you'll have a number of apps running. What Modern Mix does is it creates a more classic. So you'll notice up here in my top right-hand corner, there's an icon, and when I click it, it gives me two buttons, an X and a little window. And you know what happens when you click X? It, it closes away. out the app. There's no flicking or swiping or trying to figure out or, like, half-closing an app which, believe it or not, happens all the time. You click the X. The other great thing about Modern Mix is, yes, we all know we can snap things to the side. I'm going to try and snap if it's going to let me. You know, you can snap things to the side here as we're looking at, and but it doesn't always quite work the way you want. What's great is when I click the window, it kicks it back to desktop, and now it's running the Metro app in a window on the desktop. Oh, neato. Great for people, A, who want to avoid Metro, but also great for people who want to, you know, snap to the side, and it does the reforming like it does when you snap it, but you have a little more flexibility. I can then click that same icon, click the window again, and it'll blow it back up to full screen in Metro. Nice. And I'll click the X to close it. Two simple programs that just fix those huge annoyances, and the best part is you can get both for $7.99. They're usually they're $4.99 a piece, but if you get both, it's $7.99. And it is absolutely the best money you can spend on Windows 8. That's, that's cool. I like I like that last one for like particularly if you're using it with a mouse. That seems yeah, super and helpful. It's great for people who wanna again, it's softening that blow. And if yeah. you wanna hang out, and actually I wanna say start one of the two, I think Start 8 has an option boot to desktop, which you'll get in 8.1, but you can have today. Um, so if you really want to avoid Metro, you can still enjoy your Metro apps in separate windows. Um, so it's just it's a great compromise, and the software runs perfectly. I've had no problems, super easy to install and set up, and the price is right. So I really have to recommend if you're using Windows 8 or, think, or worried about Windows 8, definitely consider Stardock. They have a ton of various applications. Those are the two I purchased um, and use. So that's Stardate and Modern Mix, stardoc.com. 
uh, cool. a, a must buy. Uh, and maybe next week I'll try and come up with some uh, some good Metro app picks. So, uh, Doc also makes some really awesome games. Yes, they they are as also a games company. That is yes. Yep, check those out. They're pretty good. I've played them before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very nice company. We should support them. Uh, and we do here on Don't Panic. So, uh, gentlemen, any uh, any final thoughts before we uh, send this ship out to sea? I got nothing. You've got nothing. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, working to streamline our workflow. So. Yeah. Know. So so we can actually. I'm posed behind. them today. Man, I was trying. I was trying to upload our our backlog of episodes today, and like, AWS was not cooperating. So, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. Indeed. Well, well I know this. We knew some people who wrote code. For like <laughs> yeah. a living. Or at least who were good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and I will say, uh, you know, last week's show, I apologize for it being so late on the website. Switching to the new computer really screwed up my time frame, but it was a great episode, and I highly recommend, if you're watching this one, take the time and go watch last week's as well. Uh, this week was much more practical. Last week, we, we, we went crazy with the future. Uh, everything from DNA computing to Hyperloop, so I recommend you check it out. That was a good one. That was a fun one. We, we have fun. And this this our 10th episode. We're already in double digits. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. A whole summer gone by. Feels good. It feels great. And I got my coffee and didn't break my leg on that lamp. So uh, <laughs> what I will say is I'll wrap up the show by going through our ever-growing list of things our listeners and uh, watchers should know about. Don'tpanic.io is our website. It's awesome and fantastic and built by people I know. You may know them too. Uh, I recommend you go check out our set. Wink, I saw that. Uh, I recommend you go and watch and download the audio version of the show each and every week. Hopefully it's posted within a couple days of the live recording. Uh, We're going to get better at that as time goes on. Uh, And of course, we are live every single Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Your time zone may vary. uh, At don'tpanic.io slash live.html. And of course... The best place to get all the latest, especially when new episodes are posted, is right on your Facebook page. Hell, you spend all day there anyway. Like us. Get us right in your feed. Make sure you mark us a priority. Put us on the top of your list. Yeah. Facebook. On that note? Yes. Sorry. We are 97 likes right now, which is three. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. To translate, it's, it's, Colby said we're at 197 likes right now. And three more until 200. You cut off at the 100, so it sounded like you had 97. And then you just said the word three. We're going to handcuff your hands together, Colby, for next week so you can't touch the computer. Actually, the good news is I have my other microphone, so I think that'll work better. Like, it's more directed Um, than this, this this headphone mic that I'm wearing right now. So I think we'll be good. So that's facebook.com slash don't panic show. Please, get us up to 200. And then tell your friends and get us up to a million. A million. A gazillion. First, today, 200. Tomorrow, a million. Yeah. All La- of- Lady Gaga's going down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're blowing up. Don't panic. It's only a matter of time. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, and with that, I guess we're uh, we're wrapping up the show with a reminder... To don't panic, because we'll be back next week with more great tech stuff. Uh, but until then, 
Good night. Bye-bye.